on the field, and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Narvaez, target up. Here it is. Hey, strike him out looking. And this one is over. That one blistered the outside corner at the knees. And the Brewers take game one. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. A unique night. Brewers get the 6-2 win over Pittsburgh. Uh, Eduardo Escobar comes up pretty big with four RBIs, hits a home run that's going to land probably around the time that tomorrow's game gets started. And uh, the Brewers uh, bring John Axford back, and he pitches, but then... It doesn't go so well, and he leaves with injury because right now the Brewers are having a hard time finding anybody who can be in the bullpen as uh, as guys go down. But they get 21 games over 500. That's a new high watermark. It's a good day. They beat the Pirates, and you know I know a lot of people um, maybe dismiss the Pirates because I mean we can we can say it. The Pirates are not exactly a very good team. But I, I don't think we should look past actually the the baseball that the Pirates have been playing recently. Now against the Brewers, they have struggled. But before the Brewers series, they played three games against a Philadelphia team that's in contention in the NL East. They took two of three. Before that was the Milwaukee series. Before that, uh, they played a, a three-game series against San Francisco. Took two out of three from them. So they've. They've been winning games. They're not a good team, but they've been winning games. So take that for what it's worth. The Brewers do find a way to beat them tonight by a 6-2 score. We've got you till 12 o'clock. Craig Sean from Valley Sports Wisconsin is scheduled to join us here in just a little while. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk at text line 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620, or you can tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We'll go back through the game with the highlights. We'll uh, hear from manager Craig Council. We've got a lot to do. We're back with more in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Swing and a high drive. Three-run home run, Eduardo Escobar. Welcome to Milwaukee Esky. Yeah, he got all that one. The uh, hits the home run, and that thing left the bat at uh, at 110.8 miles per. We can just we can round up to 111, right? Yeah, we can do that. And uh, he had a nice day uh, for the Brewers, leading them to a 6-2 victory. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Doug texting in says, this is why I said that I love the Escobar trade exactly what they needed, some more power, but just put him at first base and Urias back at third. Telez is cooling off. No reason for the musical chairs. Urias has been a very important part of this team. Um, look, I, I, I agree that Luis Urias has been a, a really important part of this team, Doug, but I think we got to be we got to be fair about things if we're going to uh, talk about the two players and talk about um, who's cooling off, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, I mean, you look at uh, from 
with what Luis Urias has been doing recently, let me bring up his uh, his numbers here. So in the month of July, Luis Urias hit 198. And I'm not trying to sit here and you know bash the guy. I think he's done a really nice job for the Brewers and has been a huge, huge, huge part of this team. But in the month of July, he hit 198. Um, when you go to Rowdy Telez, let's bring up the exact same numbers uh, for him. Where and he hasn't been obviously with the team for the you know it's a smaller sample size clearly when it comes to uh, to what he has done. Uh, let's see, that's not coming up for him. But uh, I mean, you, the the point that you do make that he is uh, he's not doing now what he was doing earlier. Yeah, we I can I can be with you on that. He was one for three today, hit the ball hard. I still think he certainly deserves the opportunity to be out there and be given an opportunity to. Uh, to, to, to play. I don't think this is just a straight Eduardo Escobar as your first baseman and, and Luis Urias is your third baseman. In the month of July, Rowdy Telez hit three forty nine. Um, obviously, uh, that didn't start until July 7th when he joined the Brewers. So as I mentioned, it's a smaller sample size. But if you want to talk about who has been swinging a better bat over the last month of the season, it's it's Rowdy Telez. It's not Luis Urias. So I just think there's a there's a you know you need to be fair about it. Uh, Telez is not doing exactly what he did before, but he's still fine. Like there, there's he he has slowed down, but of course he has slowed down. He was coming up with multiple hits per game and home runs uh, every day or so. You just you weren't going to keep that up. So before tonight, he had the one hit tonight. Uh, he goes 0 for 3 yesterday against the Braves. Uh, then in game two against Atlanta, he only had one at bat, went 0 for 1. And then prior to that, he had one, let's see, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. He had 13 hits over the course of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 games. So 13 hits in 7 games. And then since then, he has. Two hits in four games. Okay. Like we're we're going to put this guy on the bench because he only has two got two hits in four games after going 13 hits in seven with a lot of extra base hits in there. So, Doug, uh, I think you're wrong on this one, and I, I, I we can appreciate what Luis Urias has done throughout the course of the year, but if we're playing the what-have-you-done-for-me-lately game, uh, Rowdy Telez absolutely wins that game here at the moment uh, over Luis Urias. 6-2, the Brewers uh, get the win over Pittsburgh. Good pitching performance today from uh, Eric Lauer. He goes five, gives up just three hits, three strikeouts, no walks. There is not a hole in this rotation right now. There just isn't. Uh, you look at all six guys who are in the rotation and what they're doing and how they continue to perform, and we know who those top three guys are, but if we play the game of, you know, if you need that fourth starter, in the playoffs, you generally get a your fourth starter generally maybe gets one start in a championship series and one start in a World Series. If we're playing that game, who's the fourth starter for the Brewers right now? I don't know what the answer is because I think you can absolutely make the argument for any of the three other guys. You look at what Eric Lauer's done recently. You look at what uh, Brett Anderson has done recently. You look at what Adrian Hauser really has done throughout 
most of the season, it's it's really tough to sit here and say who that fourth starter would be if you needed. And that's a that's a problem for another day, but certainly is an example of how well this team is playing here at the moment. Brewers come up with the win as they uh, knock off the Pirates today by a 6-2 score. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Back with more in a moment here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. It's Nagowski, the first base man who is creeping in. And the bunt is a good one. That's going to get the job done. Nagowski slips. No throw. Lauer's going to be on with a base hit. Nothing like a good bunt highlight coming back in. Fun fact, this bumper music, the Paper Tongues, in case you've ever heard of them. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings. That's the name of the band, not the name of the song, here on uh, WTMJ. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Mitch and Sturgeon Bay text in. He says, Matt? I appreciated John Axford and hope he isn't hurt bad, especially with this unique storyline, but I'm not sure what to make all of during all of this during a pitted drive. What's your take on his acquisition? I laugh because like nobody knows what to dude's working in uh in the T V booth. Uh, just a few months ago, and then he's got an opportunity to participate for Team Canada, an Olympic qualifier. So he gets his arm revved up a little bit, and lo and behold, he can throw 98. And uh, and, he, and he's out there, um, he's out there getting a, a contract and everything. So I, I don't know. Like they they've pushed their relief pitching depth as far as they can possibly push it. Uh, that's that's the big thing. And the there there is there is very little positives about a guy going onto the COVID list. It is a it's not a good thing. But the way Major League Baseball has set, I'm not sure if everybody completely kind of understands the the specifications and the rules and uh, the the infrastructure that goes along with a guy being on the COVID list. So if a if a player ends up on the COVID-19 reserve list, you are able to replace that player. And essentially, you are able to replace that player on both the 40-man roster and the 25-man roster. And, you know, for, for like a Blaine Hardy, for example, um, he, uh, he came in as a COVID replacement player. So... If eventually these guys get healthy and they make the decision to send a Blaine Hardy back to AAA, they can send him back there without being forced to designate him for assignment because he is a COVID replacement. So there is flexibility that goes along with these roster moves that you can make when guys are going on the COVID list. So when you've got, when you have Josh Hader, testing positive for the coronavirus today and he's going on the covid list 
it's a lot easier to replace him on the roster because you can pretty much just take anybody and get him on the 40-man roster, get him on the active roster as well with almost no ramifications to what might happen when somebody returns. So you look at John Axford, and it's a flyer. It is a flyer. He... He wasn't going to pitch anymore. He was doing TV work, and then he was going to, you know, kind of dabble a little bit for Team Canada. And he gets in the, and he's pitching for Team Canada. And he's hitting 98 on the guns. So and then all of a sudden, Toronto's going to sign him to a minor league deal, and he goes to Buffalo and he pitches to a to a .89 ERA, I think it was. And all at the same time, the Brewers' relief pitching depth is being tested to a point that it really can't. It can't survive. It can't sustain much further because of just how many guys they're losing. When you lose a Hunter Strickland, when you lose a Jake Cousins, when you lose a Jandel Gustave, when you lose a Josh Hader, all of a sudden, over the course of basically, what, three, four days, all those guys are just gone, and it helps that they went out and traded for Daniel Norris. It helps that they went out and traded for John Curtis. That's all good, but... You the one of the big narratives about this team and really about the kind of the organizational depth when it came to pitching going into uh, the trade deadline was and David Stearns said this himself. This is not my opinion. This is something that that David Stearns was quoted as saying that they had pushed their organizational depth when it comes to relief pitching as much as they could really push it. So you. You get this opportunity, and, and it sounds weird to talk about an opportunity when we're talking about a guy going on the COVID list, but essentially you get an opportunity to just put a player on the roster and be able to do it just very easily because you, it's just a free pass to the 40-man and a free pass to the active roster, and, and there you got Axford kind of doing things he hadn't done in, in, in quite some time. Why not take the flyer? Uh, you hope he's okay. You hope he's all right. Uh, you don't know if he's going to be. Uh, not great that he came out with the trainer's first uh, night in, but you do hope that he's going to be okay. Brewers come up uh, with the win today over the Pirates at 6-2. Craig Rashawn from Valley Sports Wisconsin joins me coming up in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. 1-1, Lauer squares around again. There goes Kane. It's a strike throw down to second base. Not in time. Lorenzo is in. 6-2, Brewers get the win over the Pirates. They get to a high water mark of 21 games over 500. My name is Matt Pauley, Craig Kashan from Bally Sports Wisconsin alongside. And uh, Craig will uh, will welcome you in. As, um, we, we were kind of talking when you walked into the booth a few moments ago. This just had an odd, the, the, the Axford stuff during the day, all of a sudden the coronavirus is really impacting this team and this organization again. There's just a, it was just a weird vibe around the ballpark today. Yeah, it was uh, kind of a, one of those questionable ones like, uh, how did Axford get here? Yeah. And he hasn't pitched in a while. And how do you relive something that happened, you know, 10 years ago with the, with the, uh, record numbers that he put up in saves and whatnot. And then, you know, a day after you're thinking, bang, you have Josh Hader back in uh, true form with a really good quick save in yesterday's game against the Braves. Now suddenly you don't have him for 10 days. And um, I, I know that there are there are some people that try not to worry about this stuff, but it is a concern, uh, maybe not from a, a total health perspective, but it is when the protocols say, uh, you're losing guys for seven to ten days at a time, and if you start losing your primary guys like that, 
Um, this is this is just the un- another cloud of uncertainty that we're in right now. And uh, I heard you earlier. I mean, this is why you take a flyer on a guy like John Axford right now because you're you need help almost in all phases, but certainly in that bullpen. Yeah, and you know, the unfortunately, the world we're living in right now. You, you mentioned COVID, and all of a sudden, it becomes a hot point, and people have very strong opinions about it, and they want to impose their opinion on it, whether it applies to what we're talking about or not. I want to be very clear. I I don't I don't care what anybody thinks about the virus. Here's the bottom line on this. Major League Baseball has rules. If you test positive for COVID, you're out for 10 days. Whether Joe Q. Public out there agrees with that, disagrees with that, thinks it's crazy, thinks it should apply only if you're symptomatic, ace, doesn't matter. That's Major League Baseball's rules. And if you're really that upset about it, you can go to New York, you can knock on Rob Manfred's door, and you can tell him what you think about it. But what we're talking about are the rules that are here, and those are the rules. And now, after they lost Christian Yelich for 10 days, now they're losing Josh Hader for 10 days. Garrett Cole just tested positive with the Yankees. He's going to be out for I mean, it's happening across Major League Baseball. This is a very big baseball issue right now. It is, and, and you certainly want to do whatever you can within your organization to to make sure it doesn't get any worse than this because let's face it one of the reasons this team uh, is playing so well is because they've had healthier players now they've got a great clubhouse they've got uh, they're they're looser and freer to do what they want to do now because they're they're in that vaccine uh, max point where they can they can go do stuff now uh, things pop up, and you you got to throw a little caution into the wind. But you don't want to you don't want to ruin what's going on. I mean, they've had a really special thing going on with this organization right now, and we're just hitting the first part of August. So you know, hopefully, we can get uh, through this this uh, stretch that's going on. I've said this many times. You when you have the opportunity to stretch out your lead in the division, when you have the opportunity to win lots of games. They're twenty one games over five hundred. They have a very good lead on the Cincinnati Reds in the division. What that does is it buys you the opportunity to hit some speed bumps during the year. And if they're going to, at some point during this Josh Hader outage, they very easily could lose a game in the seventh inning or lose a game in the ninth inning where you feel like, well, if you had your bullpen put together in the more standard way, maybe it would have felt different. This losing Josh Hader could potentially cost this team games, but the idea is that you've played so well up until this point, you're able to withstand that. Exactly, and and I think you know, I think the bottom line, Matt, is is you're hoping that this team just offensively keeps it going, and you're not in a situation almost any more than you were the last two or three weeks, even the month of July when you didn't need Josh Hader that much. You you know they were they were in wins where they didn't necessarily need the save, and even the couple maybe that he blew right before the All Star break certainly didn't uh, derail the train. That's for sure. So that's where you hope you can get right now. It's time for. For like we've been talking about, the offense is starting to pick it up, that's for sure. 6-2, Brewers get the win over Pittsburgh. The postgame comments of manager Craig Council up next here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. And the pitch. Swing of the liner down the right field line. If it's fair, it's trouble. Fair ball to the corner. This could score Omar Narvaez. Around third. The throw will... Castro it is, and a run scores Omar Narvaez all 
from first on a three-base hit. Yeah, that was a. It was weird the way that was. That ball was played out in right field, where the throw really didn't come in, and turns into a triple. Brewers get the win today over the Pirates, six-two, to open up this three-game series here at American Family Field. Manager Craig Council spent some time uh, talking with the media just a bit ago. Opened up his post-game thoughts, giving a uh, status update on pitcher John Axford. Uh, yeah, I mean, he just he was experienced experienced pain in the last couple pitches that he threw um kind of back of the elbow so we're gonna get an mri tomorrow um and see where we're at with it that, that goes without saying counts that's got to be disappointing just for everybody after that long away yeah no it's it's not the way uh you want it to go um it's unfortunate i mean the, the fact that he Got himself back here is a, a real credit to him. Um, it doesn't, you know, you want the story to be good every night. Um, sometimes there's some some unfortunate stories as well. Big big uh, impact night for Eduardo Escobar. That's that's what you're envisioning when you trade for a guy like that, isn't it? I mean, maybe not necessarily four times on base, but just those impact at bats. Yeah, no, I mean, he had a, he had a huge night, um, four great at-bats. You know, the, the two walks he worked, he, he really earned them. Um, obviously, when he, hit, when he hit the triple, it was, you know, it's a one nothing game, and that um, gave us a little breathing room, and then the, the big the big blow with the three-run homer. So um, that's a huge night for sure. Craig, what about the consistency that Eric Lauer has given you guys over the last month or so? I mean, he's really turned. Yeah, he, I mean, he's pitched really well for a, for a really good amount of time now. Um, I mean, he, he's pitched well all season. I, I, I should amend that because he, he's done a nice job for us all year. And uh, he's been he's good man consistent. And he's, you know, we, we talk a lot about those, you know, Freddie, Woody and um Corbin, but these these Adrian, Brett, and, and Eric have been really, really good all uh, lately for sure. You know, in the last month or so, so they're doing their jobs, and that's that's five shutout innings, and um, you know, put us in a put us in a position to win, put our put our bullpen in a chance to in a, in a position to you know do their jobs. That bunt, how helpful was that to the bunt hit there that Lauer got and that Cornell took the lead? I know Bryce. Yeah, yeah, Eric, Eric handles the bat really well. I think we've seen that. Um, he swings the bat well. He bunts well. So he's he helps himself on offense. I think we've seen it seen it up before this year. Um, he's very capable with the bat. Craig, I think five of the six runs tonight scored with two outs. Is that just a good example of you know keeping the line moving, putting some good at bats together there? Yeah, well, the sixth inning was the big one. You know, we got nothing going on with two outs and a. Omar walk and then a triple and a um, and then a, and then a bunch and then you know walk walk or and ended up great at bat by Tyrone to get that third run in so um, yeah I mean I, I thought we did a nice job kind of taking what they gave us tonight it was didn't didn't put up the big number till the till the seventh but but um, we took we did a nice job taking what they gave us and kind of on non traditional rallies a little bit. Like six runs has been your magic number a lot since the All-Star break. What has this stretch done for the club to play some games where you're putting, you know, a significant number of runs on the board game after game? 
Um, well, I, I think that's, I'm not sure. I mean, I think it's led to some wins. Um, I, I, I mean, I mean, I think that's what you're hoping for consistency from your offense. I mean, you know, six runs is a really good offensive night. Um, you should win a lot of games scoring six runs. Any, any team wins a lot of games scoring six runs. So it's gonna It's going to lead to a lot of wins. And it means, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's the magic number or not, but it's, if you want to call it that, you can go with that. Um, no, it me- it means you had a good offensive night. Um, you put that many runs on the board, it's a good offensive night. I wondered whether you thought there might be some benefit just to take some of the stress off of some games. You know, it's not one-run game after one-run game. I-, I I thought maybe you'd feel there was some benefit beyond. I don't, just- uh, I don't, I don't feel healthier personally after that because of that, but, um, um, you know, Murph might. I think Murph does, yeah. Anything else? Craig, just one, one more on Escobar, if you don't mind. You know, he's a veteran guy. He's been traded before. But to have a game like that in his first game in the home park, uh, do you think that's important even for a guy who's been around the block? I, I think it's important to contribute. Um, you know, the same way we talk about a guy who's struggling and, and wants that, that game where he feels like he does something good. But I think you know, I, I think the home run in in Atlanta was was big. Um, th- this was his kind of first like big game, um, so I, I think those are. I think they are important. It doesn't. I don't think it has to come in the first home game, but um, I think you want to have that game. You know, you you make it. You, you feel like you got traded for and significant trade, um, and you know you want to you want to contribute, um, and, and you want to. You know he's he's a really he's a good player and and he has the the ability to have games like that and so I think it puts you at, makes you feel uh, part of part of the group for sure um, when, when you have games like that and lets you, lets you settle in um, to the group. Magic Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago after the Brewers come up with a 6-2 victory against the Pirates. We'll take a break, have more in just a moment. We'll go back through the game with the highlights. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 6-2, Brewers get the win over the Pirates pitching matchup in this one. The Brewers have Eric Lauer going while Bryce Wilson gets the start for the Pirates. Uh, this would be a scoreless game for a while until the third inning when the Brewers would get on the board first. It starts with a Lorenzo Kane base hit. He then steals second, and that brings up the pitcher, Eric Lauer. Now it's Nagowski, the first baseman who is creeping in, and the bunt is a good one. That's going to get the job done. Nagowski slips. No throw. Lauer's going to be on with a base hit. So that pushes Kane to third. Colton Wong comes to the plate. He hits a sacrifice fly. It scores Lorenzo Kane, and it makes it a one nothing game. Eric Lauer was good. He goes five strong innings. Brent Suter comes in to pitch the sixth inning for the Brewers. He looked good throwing up a zero. In the bottom of the sixth, new pitcher for the Pirates is Kyle Keller. He uh, gets the first two outs pretty quickly, but then he walks Omar Nevarez, and it brings up Eduardo Escobar. And the pitch. Swinging a liner down the right field line. If it's fair, it's trouble. Fair ball to the corner. This could score Omar Nevarez. Around third. The throw will 
run scores Omar Narvaez all the way from first on a three-base hit. So Escobar is at third. Viseo Garcia is then hit by a pitch, and he ends up stealing second. They intentionally walk Rowdy Telez. Tyrone Taylor then has an epic at-bat, fouling off pitch after pitch after pitch, and then he finally takes one. And the pitch to him. High and outside. He walked him, and the Brewers get a run. So a couple runs scoring there in the sixth inning. That makes it a 3-0 game. Brewers would get back going in the seventh inning. New pitcher for the Pirates is Nick Mears. Uh, with one out, Colton Wong gets a base hit. With two outs, Omar Narvaez walks. Uh, a wild pitch on that play allowed Colton Wong to go all the way to third. So uh, you've got runners on at the corners for Eduardo Escobar. Swing and a high drive. Three run home run, Eduardo. Escobar, welcome to Milwaukee, Eski. Almost 11, almost 111 miles off the bat, uh, he absolutely destroys that pitch, and uh, that gives the Brewers the six nothing lead. We fast forward to the ninth inning. Cool moment, John Axford, who was brought back into the organization today. He comes in to replace Daniel Norris, who uh, pitched the eighth inning for the Brewers. Things do not go the way Axford and the Brewers faithful would like things to go. Brian Reynolds hit by a pitch. Then John Nagowski would line out. Jacob Stallings would get a base hit. Runners on at first and second for Gregory Polanco, who gets a uh, base hit as well. At that point, former Brewer Ben Gamble comes to the plate. Gamble waiting. And the pitch to him. It's low and away, and he walked in a run. That changes the scene real quickly. So the free ride for Gamble. Yeah, and that would be the end of the day for Axford. He calls for the training staff to come out. He felt a little bit of pain. He's going to get an MRI tomorrow. So you wonder what the future of him in baseball is going to be. He was a studio analyst doing TV work not that long ago. New pitcher is Brad Boxberger. He gets Kevin Newman to fly out, but then he faces off against Wilmer Defoe, walks him. That forces in a run. That makes it 6-2. Two outs in the inning. Phillip Evans at the plate. Narvaez, target up. Here it is. Hey, struck him out looking. And this one is over. That one blistered the outside corner at the knees. And the Brewers take game one. With the win, the Brewers go to 64 and 43, 21 games over 500. That is a high water mark. The Pirates they drop to 40 and 66, winning totals for the crew: six runs, six hits, no errors, and uh, they end up leaving seven for the Pirates. Two runs, six hits, no errors. They leave eight. Winning pitcher Eric Lauer, he is four and four. Bryce Wilson, he takes the loss to drop to two and four. That was a save situation. Brad Boxberger is awarded his fourth save of the year. Home runs, just one of them. Eduardo Escobar, excuse me, hitting his 24th of the year. Game lasting three hours and 30 minutes, played in front of a crowd of 23,563 folks here at American Family Field. Brewers get the win over the Pirates 6 2 in game number one. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get you some scores from around baseball, though a light night all the way around, and we'll preview uh, game two of this series. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings.
WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2, Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studio, this is News Radio WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Brewers come up with the win today over the Pirates. They win by a 6-2 score. Welcome back into uh, Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. Just a uh, few moments left in the program. By the way, so uh, Eduardo Escobar today has a home run, a triple, and four RBIs. He is one of just five players who have done that uh, in Brewers history. The last time it happened was in uh, 2002. Richie Sexton did it uh, against St. Louis. Uh, this shouldn't surprise you, Robin Yount, uh, Cecil Cooper, on that list as well. But uh, just good to see Eduardo Escobar walk in and have the kind of impact that he's having here in the early going. He was brought in to hit home runs, and he is indeed uh, hitting home runs. He's got a couple of them, and that that was loud. That was there. There are some. There are some hit you know, when you. When you watch baseball every single day, like sometimes there's a there's a little bit of a monotony to it, and you're watching it, you're paying attention, but sometimes something happens and it kind of takes you out of the just the, the the routine that you're in, kind of the gaze of uh, of the game, and that was one of those moments when he when he hit that and the noise that went along with it. That was a very very hard hit ball as it went a very very far distance in a very very short amount of time Uh, this was the only game tonight involving teams from the national league central it is a light night of baseball none of the brewers minor league affiliates are in action tonight and then none of the other nl central teams are uh, in action either tomorrow some other series are set to get started uh cardinals are going to host the braves john lester is going to start tomorrow for st louis how weird is that going to look to see uh john lester wearing a st louis uniform the cubs are going to be in colorado tomorrow to open up a series against the Rockies. Zach Davies is the uh, scheduled pitcher uh, in that game. The Reds, the second-place team in the division, uh, they are going to host the Minnesota Twins coming up tomorrow. But as we do take a look at the standings right now in the NL Central, as uh, the Brewers do come up with the victory, they push their lead over Cincinnati now to seven and a half games. The Cardinals are 10 games back. The Cubs are 13 back. And the Pirates are 23 and a half games back. Uh, I, I don't think the wild card is completely figured out quite yet. I know the, the standard kind of narrative, and it's probably right, the standard narrative has been that the National League West is going to get three teams. The Giants, the Dodgers, and the Padres, whatever order they happen to come in. Padres lead for that second wild card. It's down to four games over Cincinnati. Even the Cardinals are six and a half back. That certainly is not locked in quite yet, and uh, we'll just see how that plays out. Probably going to be those three teams from the West, but it is certainly anything but uh, guaranteed at this point in time, and the Reds could still make a run in the uh, Central Division as well. Game two of this series coming up tomorrow. Adrian Hauser on the mound for the Crews, 7-5, 3.69 ERA. Max Kranick listed as the starter for the Pirates, 1 and two, 7.31 ERA. Once again, we have a 7-10 first pitch. That means 6.35 for network coverage, 6 o'clock with uh, Brewers warm-up with uh, Greg Matzik, and then myself and Craig Kishon will be back with you following the game for Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.